Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everybody. It's Gidget from Golden Gals Live, and we're bringing the warm Miami sunshine to the Windy City January 13th through February 12th at the Mercury Theater. Get your tickets now at goldengalslive.com. What's going on, everybody? Pat DeBerry here, and we are back. Happy New Year! Or should I say Happy New Queer? Boo. No, I should not say that. Okay. No. <laughs> Let's not make that a thing. Boo! <laughs> 1994 called. They want their bad pun back. Listen, 2018 worked. I'm trying to make Happy New Queer. I don't know. Whatever. 2018 like, sounds like, problematic. <laughs> That's like something Kevin Spacey would have celebrated. Yeah, <laughs> the gay teens. That's what all the all the kids were saying it back in 2018. Literally, like, the kids. The kids were saying it back then. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Uh, <laughs> is this right? We're starting this year. I know, oh. right? Let's start it out right with a Kevin Spacey oh. reference. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, well, we are back. It is 2023, and uh, I am joined by Eric. Hello. Brian. Howdy. And BJ. Slappy Boobier. See, this time I remembered to introduce everybody. I don't think I did that <laughs> in the last couple of episodes. I'm like, at this point, if you are, we are like the MCU. After what, 11 and a half years, almost 12 years, 12 years, I think it might be oh 2010 God, to 2012. 12. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's almost 13. <clears throat> I think we're at 12 and a half years now. Um, June 2010, I think, was when Flame On started. And then we did our 10 year anniversary show in the middle of, uh, the, the height of lockdowns, except Florida. <laughs> but anyway, That's we fair. are here to celebrate another year of pop culture, podcasting. And um, the boys and I have gone and picked out our 
favorite things or our top five things that we are looking forward to for this year. We ended our main series of, of uh, episodes last year with our look back at the five things that we liked the most out of the year. And um, we figured, or BJ actually came up with the, the great idea of looking forward to this year and seeing what uh, pop culture things are exciting us. <laughs> that was actually Eric. <laughs> oh, was it Eric? It was Eric. I, oh, no, that's right. BJ BJ wanted <laughs> some, like, heavy shit. He was like, let's get the state of Marvel and the cinema. analyze ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, like... <laughs> Like, how has the MCU uh, negatively affected the film industry? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, we could save that for like March. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's do that for uh, our February sweeps. That'll be our February sweeps episode uh, when we really <laughs> want to drive those ratings in. Uh, but then, okay, so my apologies. Eric came up with this brilliant idea <laughs> of doing uh, a look forward at this year. So that is what we're going to be doing today. We are going to dive into a round robin style, um, maybe a little less in depth because uh, these things have not come out yet or have just recently come out. They're all 2023 things that we're looking forward to. Uh, now I'm really feeling like we're going back to being a pop culture happy hour ripoff. So <laughs> <laughs> this is what things makes that, me things happy. Things that will make us happy. Things that exactly. have made us happy. It's exactly. totally different. <laughs> exactly. So I am going to uh, throw it over to Eric for... Um, our first, uh, our, our first thing that you were looking forward to in the year 2023. So this upcoming movie was based on a true story. I mean, minus all the crazy murder. Um, true story. <laughs> but oh, sorry, I had a things... real world flashback. My bad. <laughs> um, but this was the true story of what happens when a bear eats a lot of cocaine. Um, stop talking about the bear down at the parliament house it's been gone for a while now (laughs) oh i was talking about p-town bear week but um, under the dick (laughs) people walking above uh but no cocaine bear my dearest uh, martha Oh, uh, sorry. That's a Matt that's an Murray Eric and is. me joke. <laughs> where where is it? Where are Chrissy and uh, and Scotty Chrissy when you Scotty. need them? <laughs> uh, uh, so yes, cocaine yes, bear that comes out February twenty fourth um, is based on. I guess it was from the eighties of um, when a guy tried to parachute out of a plane with a bunch of cocaine, and then his parachute didn't open. And so he fell in the forest with a bunch of cocaine and a bear ate it. And unfortunately, in real life, the bear just died of an overdose. Um, but, but the trailer for this movie makes it look a lot more sensationalized with a lot more bear murder. Uh, Not you with the fortunately, just the, the, the bear just died. Unfortunately, I said, unfortunately. Oh, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> I heard fortunately. I was like, damn it, Peter's <laughs> going to be knocking on our doors. <laughs> um, but no, it looks a lot of fun. This is Ray Liotta's last starring role in a movie. Um, oh, wow. It's also got Carrie Russell in it and the actor who plays Sweet Tooth. Um, oh, my God. 
the we kid. even recognize him? I don't even know if I recognize him out of the out of the out of the horns and stuff. I don't know, but he's there, and it looks fun and campy, and yeah, that's the first thing I'm looking forward to. Can you imagine like your career winds down and your last movie is Cocaine Bear? I, I feel I feel mixed for Ray Liotta's uh, history and but, legacy. But that's the thing. Like everybody's one you don't so one you don't know when like you're gonna die. So like generally some actors are just like you know what I'm done. I might do a voiceover role because um who was uh, who was the guy that played Omicron? His Orson last, Welles. Orson Welles, like, last <laughs> role was, was Transformers. <laughs> Transformers the movie. And then you've oh my got... God. I got... I was like, they... I was like, there was a... There was a voiceover for this variant of COVID. I got really worried for a second. <laughs> oh, God. I thought I missed something real big. But but then you had Leonard... You know what Leonard Nimoy's final role was? The main villain of Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. His oh last God, role really? was in a Kingdom Hearts game. I would so, have thought like, it was. Um, uh, I thought uh, it was Big Fringe. He showed was, up in that show. Like, what? He's still alive? Yeah, I thought I. I originally thought it was Fringe, but it was actually Kingdom Hearts. So do I'm you like, know, do you know Leslie Nielsen's last movie? No, Eric probably should, but he may have forgot. It's Men with Brooms, a Canadian curling. TV movie. Oh, for some reason, I thought you said Leslie Jordan, and I'm, and then I was trying Aww. to be like, "What is he in Men with Brooms?" And he's done stuff since then. Oh my god, wouldn't that have been amazing to have him? He in was a actually movie. Leslie. Leslie Jordan was in um, uh, was it Call Me Cat? Yeah, they just had a tribute uh, mm-hmm. sort of thing. I don't, but um, I think the last thing he filmed was actually Lego Masters. Oh my god, who Leslie they Jordan did a they did a yeah they did a mini um. After season three, they did a three episode, or and technically four, because the third was a, a double uh, episode of celebrity Lego Masters, and it was um, uh, three other celebrities and and Leslie Jordan, and I was like, oh my god, like he filmed this probably not long before uh, before he passed away Oof. last year. I was like, oh, is this the last thing? Like this is the last technical film credit that or, or thing that leslie jordan filmed before he passed away uh and now but bruce he was adorable willis, in it and we love it was he bruce willis is another one that god help him i hope i hope whatever memory you know issue he's got whatever that thing is aphasia or whatever i hope he like recovers enough to make one more good film because the last like 10 he's done are like really yeah. bad cash well, and and has anyone seen glass onion yes Oh, there's, yeah, a yeah. Cam- there's a couple last uh, cameos for a couple people in that movie as well. Oh my god, yes, those, yeah. are great. those were those are amazing though. I mean, I don't know respectively yeah. if they would have thought that, but you know, yeah. it's still amazing. yeah. Pat, you really need to see Glass Onion because Janelle Monet is so good in it. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know. The Council of Jameses and I talked about this on our, our Drag Race, the last episode of 2022. <laughs> I was going to say, and, I uh, thought we had talked about it, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Eric wasn't there for that that conversation, but I, I need to watch Knives Out so I can watch Knives Out, too. You don't I'm going to all. do that. I'm going to do it that way. But Knives Out is a really great movie, and you it should is. see yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, won, I won the DVD at, at Big Gay Game Night at the pre-show, so... I, I can watch that, and I can go watch uh, watch Glass Onion. So I'm I'm excited for it. I will watch it. I promise. I am almost done 
with um, The Amazing Race. I have like one and a half seasons left. I'm finally in HD. I'm now in season 18. I got 18 and 19. And then I have watched 34 seasons of The Amazing Race in the last couple of months. So I'm getting there. That's that's consumed a lot of my time. But now that I have a job, that actually is going to consume some of my time now. So. <laughs> Got to find a balance of amazing race and actual like, you know, life responsibilities. But yeah, but cocaine bear. First thing that Eric is looking forward to. Let's let's get that train right back on the track. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I know these are supposed to be like rapid fire. Like, hey, what are we looking forward to? What, what do we love this year? And then, like four hours later, we're like, here's our sixth pick. Pre- In- previously. Insert, insert. Insert a SpongeBob cue two hours later. <laughs> Pre- previously on Flamon's Microsode, part seven. <laughs> well, at least we wouldn't have to worry about uh, recording content for a while. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we should just like not even pick have like a topic. We should all just meet up one day to record and then like somebody just starts a conversation. And it's just like the microsode for us to get all of our rambles out. But I feel like we never will ever get our rambles out and our like derailing. So DJ, it's just how many it's times for every episode. How many times have we talked about this episode? My idea of the episode that goes wrong, basically to, to borrow <laughs> the popular whatever. You know that is thousand percent what I want. <laughs> Well, now the Lamb Chop song stuck in my head. Oh. This is the episode that never ends. Um, by the way, before we go to this next topic, Brian, you're you're up next, so get that first one ready. Okay. Bruce Willis has six things that came out in 2022. Yes. Like, that man filmed a shit ton of... He knew. He was like, I'm going to be stopping, so let me fucking do everything. He put out uh, Detective Knight Rogue. Wrong Place, Vendetta, uh, A Day to Die, uh, White Elephant, and Wire Room. All in 2022. I did not realize that man had put out that much stuff in one year. If we haven't talked about it, go online, look up Geezer Teaser. This is a term that they are using in the film industry for movies that have older, established, draw, you know, big actors like Bruce Willis. In really shitty C or D level bad movies, Red Letter Media did an amazing deep dive on this about Bruce Willis. And I think it was right before his aphasia. I, I think it's aphasia, but I may be wrong. Um, if not, aphasia is a great drag queen. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it was really unfortunate, but they did this deep dive and they didn't know why he was doing it because his parts were horrible. They were little bit parts or they were like, you, he just was like so checked out during the filming or during in, in what we saw in the movie. Anyway, it's a great, great deep dive, but geezer teaser is uh, what you're looking for. That's the term. Other, other actors have been doing this forever, but uh, yeah. Well, and I wonder how many of these th- projects were actually just canned and were never slated to be released until he announced his retirement. And they're like, Oh shit. Well, oh, no. I guess we can try and make some money off this. No, no, they were all out. They were all out oh, prior really? to this thing. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. I mean, this is a, it's like, like Pat said, it's been going for a while. It's, I think, even in 2021. And people were really starting to worry about what was happening. But they just figured he was just, you know, making some money, like doing a kind of a Nick Cage in certain ways, you know, just picking whatever. 
And then that diagnosis and you're like, okay, that all explains it. I mean, he forgets his lines. Like you can tell he's being fed line. It's, it's his deterioration was on screen in certain ways. And it's kind of it's sad now that we know what happened, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Teaser, he had teaser eight, for red letter. Eight <laughs> things came out in 2021. And then, and, uh, and they kept putting him out too after his diagnosis. So don't don't mistake any. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's, no that's a lot. Uh, and it, and you are right; it is aphasia as uh, his diagnosis. I was like, where did that that that, that sparkling brook of liquids <laughs> come from? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get nasty letters from our fans about like clinking and and pouring and all of that but <laughs> as you move your soda <laughs> i'm like do you hear this do you hear my water bottle no no we Not don't either. hear actually what's funny is i never hear when people are drinking it's only when like we set if we if we set stuff down on the desk we're using when we set yeah. stuff down is usually when I hear it. I always, but I'm like, I'm flailing my arms all the time. Cause you know, I'm a homosexual. So I'm like always slapping my desk 90% of the time. So see when I flail my arms, I say I'm a Muppet. It's not just cause I'm gay. <laughs> I mean, that makes a lot more sense. I mean, I don't think any of the Muppets are straight. <laughs> I don't think that any, all the Muppets that is not straight behavior. They are all some, they're all part of the alphabet mafia. As far as I'm concerned. I like that. I, I just yeah. say it's because I'm part tube man. <laughs> yeah, t- I mean, you eat enough tubes. I mean, it happens. Uh, he's in Chicago. He's hot dogs. Hey, no, <laughs> that too. Oh, oh my god, I had hey. a layover in Chicago, and I got a Chicago dog in the airport, and it wasn't horrible. Just thought <laughs> I'd share that random piece of trivia about my life. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. bad. It was really fun. Anyway, I'm not a Chicago dog person by any stretch of the imagination. They're Anywho. delicious. <laughs> Brian, what is your first what's your first pick? All right, let's start it off with the big one here. So Dune, uh also known to the internet as Dunk because the font in the E looks like a C, uh <laughs> is uh, a two part people didn't realize until maybe later that it was a two part uh movie, uh, two movies that do the first uh book based on the sci-fi masterpiece uh by Frank Herbert. So at the end of the first movie, was it two years ago now? Last year? I forgot. I can't. Time is so messed up. Anyway, uh, during the pandemic, the the end, you know, had, you know, to be continued or something, part one. I don't know. Whatever it had in there, people were like, what? So thankfully, we were all worried that it wasn't going to do well. And it did really well. So they're making a second one. And it comes out this year, I think, in like October. Um, For me, this is exciting because... The second half of the book in the original Lynch film that they did is kind of a bastardized montage. It's really, really, really where it takes the most liberties. The first part a little bit, but definitely in the second part. And by the end, it's a completely different story. So I am excited to see how uh, Denis Villeneuve actually like adapts and, and, and lands this movie because it sets up another sort of i mean it's an ongoing series for like what's eight oh well it, it kept going but there's another book that they have talked about filming that follows immediately on after this but um i, I i'm very interested to see how he pulls it off the first one i actually had complicated feelings i didn't love entirely there were parts i liked a lot 
Um, there are parts I kind of didn't like, and I, I'm still unpacking what all that was for because it's not a bad film by any means. Um, but yeah, Dune Part Two comes out this year. That was very fast too, by the way, because uh, a lot of people were not expecting the first one did take like a while to do, but um, it sounds like they were kind of ready to go as soon as they got the thumbs up. So I'm very excited. I don't know. Did we all watch Dune at one point? We talked, we talked about it. I'm sure. Yeah, it was good. I, I enjoyed I it. Seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, if you're a fan of the sci-fi book or you're, you know, even the, and I will go say, I, I always like pointing this out. The TV adapt, adaptation that did in sci-fi that actually it's got a little hokey bit because it's kind of low budget but they did a really good adaptation and it's pretty faithful so if you if you can't wait until october you don't want to read the book or do the audiobook because you're whatever you, you yeah you have no patience or you're out of time maybe go watch that i think it's still out somewhere uh, on the internets and uh you you can spoil yourself but uh yeah i'm hoping for the best and they cast um some interesting actors they just cast a guy from uh oh God, i can never think of his name but he played the Oh, the Hulk that's like the Hulk villain that's really smart, but it's not it's not the one that was in She-Hulk. It's the other one. Um, the leader, maybe? Yeah, that actor. And he was in um, No... Um, oh, my God. My brain doesn't work today. It's too early. Uh, that, that movie with George Clooney where they're in the South and they're running around. Um. Oh, old man. country for old yeah. or no country for old men. No, 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 no but that it, one. Um, yeah, uh, the other one, the other Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. Um, oh, oh brother, brother, where art thou? Yeah. Oh, brother, where art thou? He's the third brother that's kind of dopey. They cast him, and nobody. They had theories about who he's playing, but it, it was just a very interesting casting choice. And uh, uh, the original cast, I think most of them are coming back, not all, because they do kill some characters off. But yeah, we're all very excited. Same production team, as far as I know. Like, I don't think they did anything huge and different. Um, so yeah, October of this year. Very excited. Dune 2, Electric uh, Boogaloo. And were you referencing Tim Blake Nelson? Thank you. Yes, Tim Blake Nelson. Okay. There we go. Had to do a little, did a little Googling while you were talking. So Dune, like the longtime uh, listeners of the show will know, know that that comes at no surprise that that is top of the list uh, for Brian there. BJ, what have you got on your list? Alrighty. Um, so right out the gate, I have something that's already around. Uh, just came out this past Friday, I think a week uh, uh, from when this recording drops. Uh, but Megan, our, our 2023 gay icon as of right now. Um, <laughs> Mathrigan? Uh, Mathrigan. Um <laughs> It's pretty much just a. It's a. It's a horror movie. James Wan wrote it, um, who I believe wrote and directed a couple of horror movies: The Conjuring, um, a Malignant, Aquaman. Which... <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that's that, right. that wasn't a horror movie. Sorry. That wasn't a horror movie. But... <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I mean. There is there is enough sexual tension for me personally in Aquaman to not make it scary, but um, but no, Megan, it's about a robotics engineer of a toy company that builds this android to help her niece uh, deal with the uh, death of her parents uh, and to kind of combat her loneliness, and it looks campy as all fucking hell. Uh, the actress that plays so Megan Megan's body is played by uh, Amy Donald, 
who's like a just a young actress. I believe this is her. This is only her third movie. Um, and then you've got Jenna Davis plays Megan's voice. So I believe Jenna Davis. She was. She was. She's in Raven's Home. Um, she's been in. Uh, just, and then she's just been in nothing but like kid shows. So I think this is her first like major. Uh, she was in Infinity Train. Uh, as like a side character. So yeah, she's literally. This is her first big like breakout role outside of like a Disney Channel show. Um, but yeah, no, it looks campy as all hell. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but when they, they encouraged people to film before the movie started at all of the premieres about a, a week or two ago, and they had a dance they had a dance crew all dressed the same like Megan, and they did an entire dance number as Megan, like like the whole dance number she does in the trailer. And they even had them show up to like a, uh, I think a Lakers game, like they they uh, supposedly killed the cheerleaders, and then they all come out and do like the whole dance routine as Megan. Um, it's it's good. It's really they've the, done the that in a bunch of places. Yeah, the they, advertising for this movie has been like perfect. They um, um, they did it at the like the the observation tower from Sleepless in Seattle. Yep. So, like, I saw a TikTok video um, where they replace all the E's in Sleepless in Seattle with threes, <laughs> and it's like it's like half screen, and it's like the the scene of uh, the 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 father and the kid like coming out to the observation deck, but then it's uh, all the Megans dancing on the actual observation deck. It's so, Megan is actually set in Seattle, is my understanding. I have not seen it, yeah. but I read uh-huh. this the other day. Um, do they feature? much seattle or is it just kind of like oh space needle mountains yay as far as i know i haven't i haven't i know there there's uh just from the trailer i still haven't seen it yet i'm planning on seeing it either tonight or tomorrow um but it is gonna be i do know they they feature there's some uh there's like a moment where she like steals a car uh and they feature a lot of the city and a couple of like the car scenes um so i'm pretty sure all my all my um all my Seattle friends will probably recognize a lot of the locales. And then I think some of it's filmed like on the outside of Seattle, outskirts of Seattle. Um, However, this is a little thing that I didn't realize. Um, Do any of you know who Brian Jordan Alvarez is? Yeah. He He, played um, Jack's husband on the reboot or the, the newer uh, episodes of Will and Grace when it came back. Yeah, he was also Caleb Gallo (laughs) on the internet series. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. He was on in the internet. He played Caleb Gallo in the internet in that internet series that I absolutely fucking can't get enough of, and I love. Uh, He's in Megan as well as a character named Cole. So I just I remember looking at the cast list and I was like, Brian, what are you doing here? What are you doing here in our, in the first horror movie of 2023? Um, no, so yeah, it just the, the it looks it looks super fun. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, after the embar- the review embargo was released, it's got like a 96. percent um, Everybody says that is just it's just fun. It's every bit as campy as you kind of expect it to be. Um, and yeah, everybody's everybody's crazy for Megan. So uh, I can't wait to see it. 
on Tuesday, I went to a Big A game night. And Sofonda Booz, who is the host with the most for Big A game night, uh, dressed as her interpretation of Megan, her drag Megan. Oh, and then, nice. And then did, uh, during her drag interlude before the final round, uh, performed a medley, which started off with, and Brian will appreciate this, uh, Creepy Doll oh, by Colton. Perfect. And, uh, I just sent it in the group chat, and I will uh, I'll be posting it to social media later. I'll, I'll see if I can link it to the Flame On page. Oh my um, god! <laughs> I, but it was it was oh ridiculous. My god, <laughs> I'm so happy that jo- Jonathan Colton's music is being used in drag. I had this delusion that I might be the first one, but that's so great that I'm not because honestly, there's so many perfect songs. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I missed the first like maybe thirty seconds of it because I was in in shock and awe. <laughs> but uh, but I filmed the, the the whole thing and I had a nice upfront uh, up close seat for it and and all of that. But uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard good things about it so far. So I don't know if I'll see it, but uh, <laughs> I, I saw something where like PJ, what you were saying, I think I saw like I think it was like like a ninety four percent fresh rating. And then somebody had put it like side by side with uh, Avatar The Way of Water, which is at like an 80, 86%. And it was like, uh, the nerds win or something like that, or the gays win. It was it was fantastic. The horror gays are coming out in force. <laughs> so that is Mithrigan. Um, <laughs> not to be confused with Mithrigan the Stallion. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've got now you've got one more. You've got one more for this recording, sir. I would now want to do a uh, a video with like the the Megan dancing, but to uh, to body body yaddy 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 yaddy. I just I want to like yeah okay. Anywho, <laughs> let's uh, let's keep this train rolling. Uh, let's go to my first pick and um, I, the first thing that I'm going to throw out there is actually. A bit of a shout out and a plug for dear friends of ours. Um, but Ginger Minge has penned a brand new Chicago only production of the Golden Gals. And they have taken up or they will be taking up when this episode drops, the day this episode drops. It will be the beginning of a one month run here in Chicago at um, at the Mercury I don't want to missay it. Mercury Globe? Mercury Theater. Just the Mercury Theater. Uh, here in Chicago, brand new uh, production. It is not like, and I think I think all of us on this recording saw the Golden Gals at some point in time when they were in Orlando, yeah. uh, based out of the Parliament House, or they've done some other stuff. Um, what's the Parliament House closed at a couple of different, I think Claremont Performing Center uh, might have been the last place that they did a, a longer run. But um, those were essentially done as TV shows where there was uh, the the set breaks or the set changes were um, set to commercials. So that way the the stage crew had time to kind of get everything set and everybody was in in place. This, uh, from what I'm being told, I may have some inside knowledge from uh, from one of the cast uh, members that I spoke to yesterday, but this is actually a full play. Like there are no commercials. It is a completely like new show John just done specifically for Chicago where it is act one, there's an intermission and then there's act two and then, you know, show ends there. So 
I am super excited. Um, I was invited by uh, dear dear pal Gidget Galore uh, to bring a guest to their press night uh, first showing on Thursday, uh, January 12th. But from January 13th, Friday, January 13th through February 12th, they are going to be doing shows uh, from Thursday through Sunday. And uh, I think there's two shows on Sundays as well. So if you are in the Chicago area, if you're in Chicago proper, you're in the surrounding areas, you're in Chicagoland, you're in uh, in Wisconsin or, or some parts of Michigan that aren't too far away and you want to come see the show, please do get your tickets now. Just look, at the, uh, look up the website for the Mercury Theater. We'll put some information on the uh, Flame On social media as well. But come on down, see the show, say hi to me. You know, I'll be around. I'm going to probably see the show at least one more time. I'm going to bring my friends uh, Herd the Cats. Uh, that's what we call the gays here, at least in my <laughs> circle. We're going to herd them into a, uh, a night for us all to go out and support the gals. So uh, first thing that I am definitely looking forward to, and probably the most immediate thing I'm looking forward to this year, is going to see Ginger Minge uh, as Blanche, uh, Gidget Galore as Rose, Divine Grace as Dorothy and Mr. Miss Adrian, the the uh, reigning Miss Comedy Queen, 2022-23, as Sophia. So, uh, GoldenGalesLive.com, FruitWineProductions.com, possibly also is a website for you to go get more information. Um, but go check it out. I'm super excited. I cannot wait to see my friends and see this brand new show. So, that is the first thing for me that I'm looking forward to in 2020, Trace. All right, let's roll back around. Eric, what you got for us? Um, coming up in the middle of this month, January is going to be uh, the premiere of The Last of Us on HBO Max, um, following the story of the famous video game. Um, it is another zombie-esque show, uh, but this one looks really good with uh, Pedro Pascal as the lead and oh my goodness I can't remember her name but she was um, the little Mormont girl fierce Mormont girl from uh, Game of Thrones is the playing the female lead uh, in the show uh, Bella Ramsey yes 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 thank you not um, Bella Lugosi different person a <laughs> little different yeah yeah uh, uh, I kind of wanted to put this off until I played the video game, but I realized that my backlog of video games is so long that that'll never happen. So I'm just <laughs> going to watch it as it comes out. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for it. Yay. I haven't I, uh, played the game, but I, I've, I've heard that too was really good. I love, I love explaining how the, what the zombies kind of actually are in the series to people because no zombie anything has truly terrified me like this because it's based more or less off the cordyceps mushroom mm -hmm. or cordyceps fungus, which is horrifying because it quite literally zombifies insects mm -hmm. and like forces them to go to a location with other, usually ants, and then just like infects an entire colony. And then that colony branches out. So it's like, like, 
it does it won't take much for nature to be like yeah let's just put that in the into into rats let's let's just push it over here into a bird like it's it's so terrifying to me that i'm just like i think there is even a villain there's a villain in the newer x-men series called cordyceps jones and he was an alien that was like a cordyceps mushroom and tried to infect uh gene and i was like Mm -mm, i don't like this they better kill him in the next issue because otherwise i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do this i'm like i'm too i'm too ingrained in the scientific community to completely ignore this possibility (laughs) when it's waved in my face and i'm just like "Mm -mm, no but no it's it looks fantastic i played the first game um and I, i do still need to play the second game i'm kind of just idly waiting for it to be like a free game um uh for the on playstation network but uh it it honestly some of the best some of the best story writing for a video game this like this past like generation it's it's absolutely fantastic nice i'm sure that is going to be great when it comes out i'm sure it will definitely be something that we'll be talking about um once it is wrapped up in a microsode brian what is your next topic Sorry, I had to remember which mute I hit. Um, <laughs> I uh, it's so tough, but I think I'll, I'll go with like most excited to like you know whatever. Although they're all exciting. So this year, after um, a let's say not as spectacular, sort of uneven run uh, of a certain showrunner, uh, we are getting a brand new showrunner production incarnation and everything actually multiple incarnations of doctor who we have not talked about doctor who very much um as of late uh because there really hasn't been a lot but it uh we we did we talk about the end of the no we we still need to do we still need to do a micro on kind of like the like the whole of um jody whitaker's run and chris chimble because i think we we did uh i think i don't know if we i think i talked about flux you guys know um, you guys you and brian did a micro on flux yeah i thought we, we did a micro we did a micro on flux. For flux so not the the specials that sort of wrapped up her run so that's we'll, yeah we'll put a pin in that but if and we're you know obviously we're not trying to spoil a lot here we're talking about what's coming but you you'd have to be kind of hiding under a rock to not realize or have heard, if you're at all familiar with Doctor Who, what's happening. And that part of it is Russell Davies, who is, I know, Pat's favorite uh, Doctor Who showrunner, uh, who brought back Doctor Who out of complete and utter you know, desert, no, no Doctor Who, uh, and relaunched it in 2005, has decided to come back. And it is very exciting for a lot of us, obviously, uh, to to recapture maybe some of what what I don't know if it was lost, but certainly it was a little muted after Moffat left and now with Chibnall's era, and and it had nothing to do with with Jodie Whittaker. She was fantastic and up to the very end, such a great doctor. I I love her to death, and and her companions yeah. were fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the interesting wrinkle, if and this is the real news, so the Davies part's like a little inside, you know, whatever. There is uh, a new doctor, as you do at the end of a doctor's run and they regenerate and a lot of us had kind of heard rumblings that we we knew that there was going to be a little twist but it was publicly revealed at the end of that uh, last special that david tennant arguably one of the most popular no not even arguably he is probably the most popular 
modern incarnation of Doctor Who. I think that's been well demonstrated. Um, and he is back and nobody understands why. Maybe even the Doctor himself. That's, that could be a part of this. Uh, and we're getting a series of specials featuring him as the Doctor with a reunion uh, with, with again, probably one of his best companions. Not the best, because I know Rose. Oh, he yeah, Rose. I, I mean, I know this this audience. I know us. We we definitely like Rose a lot. Um, but Catherine, I think that's mostly just me. But you know, no, I like Rose too. I really. I mean, I, think I mean, the, and there are, there are people who argue for Martha being the best. True, she no. was the one that got the shortest end of the stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think Rose is my favorite of the three. I think Martha, and then then and then Donna. I I never was. I mean, I love Catherine Tate. She's great, but I just never. That era, the Runaway Bride, and the season is fine. It's fine, um, but she's coming back, and they do play off very well together. It's a great reunion. I think part of this is a sort of a political, like we need to reignite the Doctor Who fandom, which has kind of languished, especially in a worldwide market. This is also commensurate with they're bringing Doctor Who to Disney Plus, and that's a yep. pretty huge deal that includes additional budget uh, and obviously distribution. Um, they're <laughs> They're bringing Neil Patrick Harrison, which I'm. We we all are MPH fans here. We love him, and oh, yeah. he's going to play this cosmic villain that is possibly the Celestial Toy Maker, which nobody pretty much in modern Doctor Who knows about. It because it's this obscure, malevolent whatever person from the first Doctor's era. So who cares, right? But pretty cool looking, and they've got the release trailer out. There's a mystery about Donna because Donna's not supposed to be able to see the doctor. So there's that whole thing at play. The doctor doesn't understand why he sort of degenerated back into a previous incarnation. And not to bury the another lead, all of this uh, sort of new groundbreaking stuff. Uh, it looks like probably Donna has a daughter and the daughter. And we've talked, I think we, you know, we've talked about this um, when, when the news broke is being played by a uh, trans actress um, and her name is Rose and the character character's name is Rose, which is, you know, I think <laughs> people were making a lot to do about that. And I think it's sort of one of those, like, cause she's got the doctor's brain in her kind of deal. Like it's probably this whole, whatever. So like, uh, we're all very excited. And then after like a series of these specials for the sixth, 60th anniversary of Dr. Who, they will go into the, uh, Christmas and they're bringing back Christmas specials, which I, Every year I watch the Christmas specials of Doctor Who and I cry like a bitch because it, they just make <laughs> me cry. And the one I watched this year that I forgot made me cry was the River Song. Uh, the, the, was oh, no, that that husbands. one Oof. devastates me every Gut time I watch it at the end. Oh, my God. So much. Um, so, yeah, uh, they'll bring my Christmas specials and they're going to basically it's it's kind of spoilery. But, you know, again, everyone knows this. It's not new. Uh and I can never say his name. Shudi Gatwa. Is that it? Shudi Gatwa. I think I got it right. Because it's not spelled the way I expect it. So yeah, Shudi Gatwa from, um, uh, what's it called? Sex. Uh, sex, sex Education. Sex Education and, and other things. but he, and, and the new Barbie movie. Um, yep. He will premiere as the, so Tenants the 14th Doctor and 10th Doctor. Uh, Shudi is playing the 15th Doctor with a new companion, and I cannot for the life of me remember her name, either the actress or the character, but she is like pretty much looks like a little white girl named, not named Rose, but give me very strong Rose vibes. Um, it, the the uh, the first Rose, I should say. 
So yeah, Doctor Who's coming back. I'm thrilled. I'm really hoping this rekindles my love of Doctor Who, which I'll admit it's kind of waned a bit during the uh, Chibnall era. And uh, and again, not because of the actress, just because of the I think the writing uh, more than anything. So I'm very excited for this. And I I don't know. I know I know all of us are Doctor Who fans here. I think we're all equally uh, excited about Neil Patrick Harris and Russell Davies coming back and Tenet. Yeah, I don't know. What do y'all think? So it's so the the new companion, the actress's name is Millie Gibson, and her name. I'm let me tell you, I'm going to be in love with this name for probably the rest of my life. Her 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 character's name is Ruby Sunday. Oh yes, I that is like a seventies name if i have ever heard one and i absolutely love it um i you know i'm super excited here's the thing i i was wondering what the new show was going to kind of look like because my thing is russell t davis his entire run of doctor who he barely had a um he barely had a uh um budget so we're going into a new season of Doctor Who with a budget. So I'm I'm excited. I'm beyond excited. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. All right, BJ, what is your next topic? Uh, my next one is actually another horror movie, and that would be Evil Dead Rise. They just dropped the trailer for it. Uh, it comes out in April. And holy shit, it is absolutely terrifying looking. Uh, the director this time around is Lee Cronin. Uh, he did a really good horror movie called The The Hole in the Ground uh, and another one called Ghost Train. And he also did he did a uh, a series called 50 States of Fright. And that was for uh, the weird. Um, uh, what was that? Quibi. It was for Quibi. Um. So yeah, so he, but the trailer released, it looks absolutely insane. And this time around, we've got, um, uh, the producers are, um, what did I, what did I do with this? I had this information, I had all this information and it was just, it's just gone. Um, uh, it's being produced by Sam Raimi and, uh, Bruce Campbell. So absolutely, um, I'm beyond excited. I love, um, Evil Dead, and yes, absolutely, all day long. So, uh, can't wait. Nice. Glad to see that Bruce Campbell stopped punching himself in the face long enough to uh, get a new movie out. <laughs> well, he, he, I was going to say, he said he couldn't do the Evil Dead stuff anymore because he's like, physically, he can't do it. He's like, the amount of, like, he almost drowned in the uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead in season two, and he was like, no, I'm going to, he's like, I don't want to actually die doing these movies. So uh, yeah. he's he's definitely taking on a producer role now. I'm, I'm yeah. sure that chainsaw is hard to hold up after a while. <laughs> for sure. They have pills for that, I thought. Oh. oh okay. All right. That, that's all right, buddy. <laughs> Come on. That's a, that's a strike for you too. Come on. So my next one. Um, I've I've talked about this as a one up uh, a few times uh and may have actually been one of my favorite things of 2022 but uh a million little things is coming out with its fifth and final season um again um it's one of those shows that 
I compare it to, and not having really watched it because I was kind of too young for it, um, but uh, 30-something is what I compare it to. Like, this is kind of like our generation's 30-something, where it is about a group of adults around our age, you know? I, I mentioned one time that they were t- uh, they asked the one of the main characters for his birth date, and it was, uh, he was born in 1981, and I was like, oof. Let me go get my let me go get my purse ibuprofen out real quick because uh, I'm starting to have back pains. But it is the honestly the queerest and most progressive primetime show I have seen on ABC in a long time and possibly ever. Like I know that there are shows that have uh, been on ABC in, in primetime slots that have pushed forward with a more diverse and a more inclusive kind of um, cast and message but um this past season's inclusion of like a trans coming out story um for a side character and then actually kind of like paying that off and not in a way where it was used as as trauma and um kind of a negative pain incitement of something else um it showed a bit of what allyship should look like from from straight allies um and a hopefully in the years to come, a, a more um, well-balanced look at what uh, life should be like for for kids that are coming out as trans, um, as opposed to a lot of the shit that's going on in, in some of the states out there right now. But overall, it hits on a lot of amazing topics that, you know, that, that you deal with in the world. Um, it's one of the shows that actually dealt with the pandemic. They, they kind of quickly segued out after about a half a season of the pandemic actually like impacting their lives. But one of the the characters owned a restaurant. So it showed the impact on that and then the closing of the restaurant and um, how that changed and impacted her life. Like it it, it was, it's done so amazingly well and um, they are getting a fifth and final season to kind of wrap up their stories, which I'm so happy about because I don't see a lot of conversation about it. I don't see it being um, a show that gets a lot of attention, but apparently is one of the top shows for ABC in the um, quote unquote DVR watching the, the streaming or um, watching of it after it has aired. So I'm excited that it at least has given it the opportunity to finish telling the stories that, that it started to tell uh, primarily from season two on season one had a very specific, message um and storyline that it it encapsulated from season two on it kind of branched out further into a lot of the lives and and other um lives that all rotated around this core group of, of people um but that starts i believe at the end of january or the beginning of february with the winter uh slate of shows so there is no break this year and i am super stoked and looking forward to a million little things uh the final season season five on ABC. Dear listeners, we hope that you're enjoying what you are listening to, and we are glad to have you back for 2023. If you haven't done so, be sure to check out our website, flameonshow.com, where you can find all of our social media, how you can get in touch with us, uh, our Threadless Shop link, and uh, also a link to our Patreon, or you can go over to patreon.com forward slash flameonshow and join any one of the four levels that we have there. Uh, We are so happy to have our patron family along for the ride and look forward to bringing you um, getting caught up and bringing you some new content 
in 2023. So that is patreon.com forward slash flame on show, or just go to flameonshow.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, our next set of topics. Eric, what you got for us? So, um, if uh, heading back to um, TV and the Netflix and the Shonda Rhimes of it all, back to Bridgerton, <laughs> uh, season three. Um, which I'm not sure which of the children it'll focus on this time, but I'm sure one of them and their love life. And um, in addition to season three proper, there's also going to be a spinoff season talking about um, the young queen, uh, her meeting the king and how they fell in love, uh, which should be fun as well. Um, Lots of gorgeous costumes Lots of cheesy schmaltzy romance and more string quartet versions of popular contemporary songs, I'm sure. Don't be talking about me like that. The young queen. <laughs> no, the young queen. Oh, shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there we have Eric with the first good one of the recording. Out the gate. Oh, where's my shade button? Where did I put my shade button? <laughs> I, I, I knew he had a knife behind his back. You always gotta watch. You gotta watch the quiet ones. I'm like, he's talking louder this time. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, that <laughs> something's up with Eric. Some that's that's the next horror movie I'll talk about. There, there it is. There it is. <laughs> always have one on your phone in case of shade. <laughs> I'm like, uh, but, does uh, anybody but, else watch Bridgerton? Eh. no no i don't i don't know what i don't know maybe it's just be it's i don't know rich 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 people and they're like like proclivities and i'm like half usually when i watch something like that halfway through i'm just like like he, he don't love your stank ass like just stop just did you not just, watch white lotus I did watch White Lotus, and what I enjoyed, I enjoyed White Lotus. I did enjoy White Lotus, but I mean, to be honest, Bridgerton cool. has a lot less ass eating 
but uh, see, that's the key. There's the, there, the, there's the rub. That's what you need to keep me involved right there. I would love to see some Victorian. Is that the era or Elizabethan, whatever? Uh, no, it's not Elizabethan. I'd love to see some uh, period ass eating. That'd be great. <laughs> Can that be the title of this episode? Don't. No. Don't Google that. If you are listening to this episode, oh, that's do true. not Google that's period ass eating. <laughs> Victorian era ass eating. Is there we go. I like Google. that. <laughs> Some period ass eating. <laughs> yes. Oh with you all. man! First oh. episode of the new year, and I'm already done with you all. <laughs> yeah. My God, what yes. was uh, what was the other show that um, was kind of set in um, ye olden times? Uh, Brian talked about it. There was oh god, there was some lesbianism that was going on. Was that that wasn't oh, Bridgerton, was it? No, it's um oh gentleman Jack. Oh yeah, gentleman Jack. Absolutely. No, that's not the one I'm thinking of that it's, you talked that's, about. That's that's period piece lesbian love story weird. Yeah, no, that, that, anyway, I, see I don't know. <laughs> Another title, <laughs> different oh and god. probably less. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. It was like I, I thought that there was like a focus on um, who was that poet that that was that everybody oh, believes uh, Dickinson. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's it. Emily Dickinson. Yes. I was like, I need to the finish poet, that. Poet. I need to finish that show. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, see, I knew we'd get there with uh, some some clue <laughs> words. <laughs> I just remember that one because um, they they got the rights to use the song "Ivy" by Taylor Swift in like the final scene of season two or three, and. Um, they feel everybody kind of suspects that the song Ivy was written about Emily Dickens secret, like lesbian love affair. So mm. it was very, it was a very apropos song to utilize in like that lovemaking scene, that lesbian lovemaking scene, which, you know, it puts all of the Gaylor theorists on, on edge uh, who, who are out there secretly thinking that Taylor Swift is a, uh, a lesbian, but not telling anybody. Anywho, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what happens. Uh, Brian, what is your next topic? I am very excited, and I know several of us here as well for this one. It is a game for the Switch, and uh, the Switch is still one of the best platforms out there. Um, I take it with me everywhere. Doesn't always work at hotels. This is the thing; it's kind of unfortunate. You can't always get online because of the stupid uh, whatever redirect, but. It is a great platform. I, the rumors are this might be the last big title, a whatever game for the Switch, and they're going to start focusing on the next gen, whatever Nintendo's doing. But who knows? That's rumor. The new and latest and uh, hopefully one of the best after the last one. I don't know how you're going to do that. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is coming out in only four months. This blows my mind because this game has been rumored and 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 you know discussed and announced but like no nothing had been seen of it up until what like ces last year or e3 or something or or nintendo direct like yeah it's 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 finally we have a trailer out in the street it's a very kind of like you don't really know what's going on it sort of gives you vibes of um skyward sword or uh is that the one where you fly yeah yep 
the obviously it's it's a continuation of Breath of the Wild, we think, though it's hard to, again to say if it's like a sequel or if it's in the same world. It's you know Zelda. Zelda's always like doing that crazy stuff. But uh, all of us, I think all of us have played Breath of the Wild by now, right? Yeah, uh, not once. I don't have a Switch, so I haven't played it. <laughs> you have a Switch, right? I never yeah. beat it. So. Yes. I mean, you you've played it, no? Me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said no. I was like, I, that, <laughs> I, like, like, no, I, I was being facetious. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, come on. Okay. Yeah. Good. 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 As long as my yeah. Uh, the only yeah, thing so, I haven't done, I only the I didn't finish the first DLC. That was the only oh. thing I didn't do because I, um, I don't think I realized at first that you can actually stop in the middle of that hundredth floor tower because the the first DLC was the one where you have to fight a hundred floors of enemies. With like nothing, like you go into it, you leave everything at the door, and then go in, and you have to like make your way through a hundred levels, and you can only like go, you only get let out at like every fifth floor to kind of replenish your your hearts and whatever like seeds and nuts and sticks that you can find. Um, so I didn't finish that because I I'm not that kind of game player. I'm a hack and slash game player. I'm not a strategic game player. But then I did the second one because I went online and I said, where are all the chests that I'm supposed to find? And I got the Ganon uh, motorcycle. So I drive around um, the the planes on my Ganon motorcycle. Oof, very cool. No, I, I uh, of course, uh, that game is, and I never finished it. So I, I think you finished it now that I'm, oh, memories yeah. are coming back to me. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I have not finished it. I've seen the ending. Uh, I did do a little of the DLC, I think, but yeah, I, I need to, maybe because this is coming out, I need to finish it and get that whole ending. Uh, and the, the beautiful thing about Zelda games is there is a way typically to beat it without going through all of the content, not even all of the content, but like a lot of the content, you can still kind of beat it. Um, so that is kind of a nice way to just get through what you want and, you know, choo- choose your own adventure, so to speak. So, uh, also honorable mention, uh, who is the, is it Orbusa? Is that the one from the desert? The Urbosa. Urbosa. Urbosa, yeah. Go yeah. online right now. Look up Kai Kai B. Michaels. Kai Kai is spelled like K-A-I-B-B-E-E. Uh, they're Queen out of San Francisco. I interviewed them pre during the pandemic for my little Rainbow Spotlight series. They just did an Urbosa uh, drag cosplay look that is amazing. So good. Um, they're a great queen, too. If you're in San Francisco and you've not been to uh kai kai's b-hole <laughs> it's i think one of her one of the shows she does anyway great stuff love her as a queen go check her out and uh go what's her last get, name uh michaels you know you're gonna name yourself <laughs> kai kai and then be like michaels i know well i might be your drag family i don't know kai kai b michaels uh but great queen and yeah four months so you gotta get ready to uh, set all earthly responsibilities aside um, and and play uh, Tears of the Kingdom like we all, well, most of us will, I'm sure, at that point. Oh, yeah, that's actually a pretty, that's pretty cute. Uh, that's pretty good, Urbosa. Kai Kai's uh, part of the media meltdown sort of family, and she's, uh, they got a they gotta, name. I, I can't know. with that name. I know. I know. They we all know show... what Kai Kai is, right? Yeah. 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 She Jesus. listen. I'm not. I'm not defending her. Uh, her names. But her her looks are fierce. She, she's really a great geeky queen, uh, as all the media meltdown folks are. So uh, yeah, you definitely 
check that out on Instagram. And uh, they're doing a, a choose your own adventure sketch show thing coming up in, in San Francisco as well. So uh, if you're in that area, check them out too. But yeah, uh, Breath of the Wild. No, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom coming out in, I think, April or May. I think it's April. So yeah, Breath of the excited. Wild, sad, sad tear of a clown. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm super stoked for that. I I'm I completely forgot it was coming out. I try not to focus on um, when Zelda games are coming out because I've been burned in the past way too many times. So I just kind of wait until it's about to be here. When they're like, the games are coming in tomorrow, then I'm like, oh okay, now I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, how many times have they been like, hey, Zelda game coming, you know, in Q1 of whatever year? And then it's like, oh, wait, no, add, add two more years to that because we got to. My, my I was going to say my next my next couple of things I'm, I'm talking about are video games. And I going through like the list of video games coming out in 2023. It's a stacked year for video games. And part of it's because of the pandemic. Like it's still, we're gonna be feeling the reach of that of 2020 for years to come because the reach around all, of that. <laughs> all gay. <laughs> I won't put you on restrictions for that. That that is so. That, that was, was a good one. That was, that was a good, good one. one. That was a good one. You're well, you why are, don't you? You are up next. Why don't you go ahead and give us uh, <laughs> one of those as your your next topic? I I was gonna say one of those games that got delayed uh, that I'm beyond excited for is Lies of P. Um, Pinocchio's had a very busy year this past year with um, the re-release uh, of the live, the terrible live-action one on Disney Plus, and then the Guillermo del Toro one that nearly drove me to tears. Um, and now we have Lies of P, which is a steampunk Souls game reimagining of the story of Pinocchio. So essentially, you are just given the task of finding Mister Geppetto. Um, in this kind of almost like uh, it kind of gives me Bioshock feels because you have all these mechanoids like the police are all like steampunk robots. Every, everything's gone haywire. Um, the robots are pretty much murdering people. Some people are sick and gone crazy. Um, and you are just sent with the task to go find Geppetto. And that is just how the game starts. Um it's, so it's 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 I'm all I'm a sucker for the dark reimagining of fairy tales. So one that is super interesting. Um, the city of Krat, um, which is like uh, a Belle Epoque era of Europe, uh, 19th century to early 20th century. Um, it's kind of like a collapsed city. And then there's this interesting thing where in order for you to become human, you have to lie. Like you have to lie to become human. So when you encounter human characters and maybe there's certain missions that you have to take for them and let's say you have to save somebody but you end up end up killing them for somebody else but you lie to the other person and say like nope they're safe now um that contributes to you becoming a human being a real a real boy. So um there are all sorts of ramifications for that and everything. And then the other interesting thing is you're half, you're like a half puppet or you're like a mechanoid. So your arm, you can switch out weapons. You can upgrade yourself certain ways. You can combine weapons with yourself or you can combine, combine weapons with other weapons. So yeah, it's, there's all sorts of neat, unique little um, uh, things you could do in the game. Uh, and it's, it's action RPG. So hack and slash 
but it looks really, really, really interesting. And it's coming out pretty much for everything except for Switch. So <laughs> it's it's uh, Xbox, PC. Actually, I think it's one of the top... Yeah, it's one of the top um, wish-listed games for Steam right now. Um, so yeah, Lies of P. Um, the developer is Round 8 Studios. And the publisher is NeoWiz. So definitely um, uh, check it out. It looks super interesting. I believe it's a little bit more forgiving than a Souls game. And it's more on narrative, like, guiding stuff than you, like, having to die every five minutes, which makes me happy. <laughs> but, uh, no, Lies of P looks super interesting. And I believe it's uh, the exact release date is just uh, third quarter 2020 is what I believe they've said. Or no, 2023, not 2020. Oh, girl, I was going to say. 2020 was uh, when they were thinking about, they were they were talking about releasing it, and then they decided to not release it, and they pushed it back so they could do Unreal, Unreal Engine 5, I believe, for it. So, yeah, Lies of P. Every time you say Lies of P, I just want to say, Liza Minnelli, lies. <laughs> Also, spoiler alert for as of the, when this comes out, the last <laughs> week's Drag Race. The fact that Liza Minnelli lies was uttered in that workroom, and then Vivacious yep. walked in and then said it again. Yep, had me fucking living. <laughs> Although, how mad would you have been to be the second group when you get to the rehearsal space and start talking to all the other queens and be like, <laughs> did? Mandy, were you guys gagged when Ariana came out with Arnasia and be like, Ariana was, you got to meet Ariana? So much. (laughs) So much. (laughs) Like, I hope that that was like they filmed it both ways and then they could do either one because, yeah, wow. Oh, no, you know they did not. You know they did not. (laughs) Ariana doesn't give them that much time. That's true. Or that much facial expression. So, I mean, whatever. That's true. <laughs> I love the fact that they did mention the fact that she, like, gave... She was the epitome of, go on, girl, give us nothing on her first uh, appearance on the show. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, my next, uh, my next one that I will be talking about um, is an album that's going to be coming out uh, very soon. I I don't know if anybody I don't have Peacock so I couldn't watch this actually on Peacock when it was airing uh, leading into the ball drop in the new year but Miley Cyrus announced that she is going to be dropping her new album oh goodness um, Endless Summer Vacation is her new album, and that is going to be coming out on... Oh, I know how I know. I know exactly how I can find out the release date. I just have to look up Liam Hemsworth's birthday. Ooh. (laughs) She a petty queen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, January 13th. So the day that this, this comes out will actually be when Miley Cyrus's album comes out. Um, because when she announced the album, she announced that it's going to be dropping on January 13th. And it did not take long for the internet to realize that, that it was Liam Hemsworth's <laughs> birthday. Um, 
<laughs> and uh yeah we do love it we stand a petty queen uh, she gonna have a 10 minute song on there <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> that'll be that'll be in a few years when she releases uh miley's version of, of endless summer uh but uh yeah we love a petty queen i believe it's also lana del rey's album release date uh, i'm not a, i'm not a big lana fan but um lots of good music coming out on friday the 13th and uh if you haven't had a chance go check out uh, nbc is peacock nbc's um youtube channel there are video clips from the performances uh, there was a great duet performance of wrecking ball and i will always love you by dolly and miley um personal fave fletcher was on the show as well and they did a great duet of um midnight sky so i was super excited about that but i i have enjoyed miley's trajectory it's it's weird like when she kind of broke free from the hannah montana stuff it she went in a very like she almost overcorrected the disney channel feel and vibe Although I will still run around and every so often just go bangers, bangers, because <laughs> I, I that's what I do. Because uh, bangers wasn't a bad album, but it definitely was one that everybody was like, "Oh, she's just being provocative, be provocative." But she's found, I think, her her niche and her role in music now. And uh, Plastic Hearts, I think, was a great uh, great transition into the Miley she is now. And I'm excited to hear what that music is going to look like when the album drops. Um, and I'm excited to hear some new Miley Cyrus music because uh, it's Miley. Duh. All right. Next round. Eric, what you got? So coming out on Mario Day, uh, being March 10th, not the actual day that the Mario movie is coming out, which why isn't it not releasing on March 10th? That is the biggest travesty of 2023 thus far. It really far. is. It really is. Um, but no, coming out on Mario Day is Scream 6. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I'm very excited about. They put out a little teaser trailer uh, thus far, as well as the fun uh, subway map Um that's shaped like Ghostface. Um, <laughs> I want that poster. I want the that absolutely the unusable way. subway system. <laughs> <laughs> Utterly unusable. I mean, I mean well, when you're only going a block, I mean, well, you, no, you, <laughs> have to, you have to have a train line for just a block, and it just goes back and forth that one block. But you um, know what that map actually is, right? It's not just the subway line. It's when you so if you use uh, certain exercise apps you can literally trace your route so oh, yeah. you you can it's actually so that could actually be i think i need to go back and count but each color could potentially be one of the one of the char- main characters in the movie so it's them r- running away from ghostface and it's actually like him tricking them into making his face um but no it, it, I, it would I never absolutely... look like that no. <laughs> you'd be surprised there are people who are runners that purposefully go and like try and make like oh yeah people are drawing penises all the time <laughs> oh yeah dicks <laughs> um but no there are people that have like have have like tried to make like actual like faces that have done a pretty good job like so but no i i want that poster 
I want that poster in the worst way. I l- absolutely love it. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a pretty I, cool poster for sure. Yeah, I I am sad that Nev Campbell isn't coming back. Um, but we're getting more Jenna Ortega, which is always a good thing. Um, oh, and we're getting uh, Hayden Panettiere's coming back as Kirby, I believe is uh, yay is, is what they said. Who is in Scream Four? four. Yeah, yeah, and I loved her character in Four. Uh, but yeah, Scream Six. And and as a tangent for Virginia Ortega, we got the teaser trailer announcement for Wednesday season two on social media yesterday. Yes. Yep, yesterday. Yep. Um, using that uh, that modified version of um, Bloody Mary in the teaser trailer. Nice. Which I haven't. Which I haven't. I still haven't watched the show. Um, it's a, it's a it's a fun show. It's fun. I was told that Bloody Mary is not the song that she dances to in that, but I guess that's what, what the TikTok trend became was using Bloody Mary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like, it's weird that that's like how it transformed in that way. But, um, but I, I know that that was utilized. It's like the, the Cuckoo Mon or something like that. It's a weird song, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, awesome. Uh, and, and just as a, a quick uh, throwback to your, your Mario day uh, mention, uh, as a as a side tangent, uh, Universal re- opening uh, Super Mario World in Florida, like that's we need to plan a trip and do a flame on day at uh, Mario <laughs> World at Universal. Like that's that would just, be awesome. I, I I've seen all the videos from Japan, and a friend of mine went to it when he was in Japan a couple of a uh, couple of months ago. But we need to do a little flame on outing. Let's get let's get all of our listeners to just come down to Florida. We'll just do a big <laughs> flame on group day uh, at Universal. <laughs> all right, um, BJ, we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump over to you for your next topic here. Oh, you know, um, so my so now we're we're entering the Marvel section of my uh, of my topics, <laughs> um, but the very first one uh, is uh, Insomniac's uh, Spider-Man 2 game. Uh, it's supposed to release 2023. They said they're still on track uh, to release it in 2023. I'm beyond ex- I love... So if uh, any of you have played the Spider-Man... Um, uh, the PlayStation Spider-Man games, they are absolutely phenomenal. Um, I believe they finally dropped them on Steam. Um, but... Spider-Man 2, absolutely insane. You're, you're going to be playing as uh, Peter Parker, Miles Morales. Uh, they're introducing Venom, who will be voiced by the actor that voiced Candyman in the original uh, Candyman movies. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely beyond over the moon excited for this game to the point to where... So, I'm getting a new job, and it's going to require a lot of travel... But I have already decided I'm getting a travel case for my PS5 so I can bring it with me and play, and play Spider-Man when it comes out. Because I can wait for other games. I'm patient enough to wait for other games. But when Spider-Man 2 drops for PlayStation, I will not be patient. I will be getting it on day one. I will be pre-ordering it. And I will definitely be dragging my PlayStation with me across across the country to make sure I sit in my hotel room on the weekends like a weirdo playing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Um, I don't care where I am. I could be literally in the middle of like my dream city of to visit or work, and I'll be like, I'll be like, all right, I'm just gonna order Postmates and sit here and play some Spider-Man too. <laughs> like, 
it's it, like I'm super excited because the first game was actually on on the level of some of uh, Last of Us, some of the best writing I have ever seen in a video game was the first Spider-Man and Miles Morales, like super emotional. Both games, first game made me cry twice. Miles Morales made me cry once. And I really only contribute that to the fact that it was shorter. Had it been longer, I probably would have cried twice. So I am very excited for an Insomniac Spider-Man game. And then they did announce they're also doing a Wolverine game. Um, So yeah, Insomniac's knocking it out of the park uh, lately. Nice. Yeah, I... I want. I played a little bit of the the first Spider Man game, um, and then when I moved, I didn't have my I didn't have a PS4 for a good chunk of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to get back into that. And now that I have a PS5, I want to play the Miles Morales one. Um, so yeah, no, I I agree with you that that is definitely a game a game worth playing for sure. Brian, what is your next topic? So I was totally remiss in uh, our year-end episode uh, and i somehow completely spaced on one of my favorite shows from that year uh the good news is it looks like it's coming back in 2023 so uh severance uh a show that is unfortunately only on apple tv and i say unfortunately because when i mention shows like uh severance or ted lasso or i mean ted lasso is kind of the exception because i think a lot of people know about it um it, people just a foundation like they, if you don't have apple tv you're kind of left out Schmigadoon and the new Chicago, <laughs> or whatever they're doing. Oh, I can't wait oh. for Chicago. Why didn't we mention Chicago? Anyway, so honorable mention. But uh, Severance is a weird, uh, I, I'm going to say offbeat. Weird's, weird sounds like bad. It's not bad at all. Offbeat, workplace, dystopian, sort of satire slash sci-fi, I guess, in some little ways. But anyway, uh, one of the best shows last year. Thrilled it's coming back. I just need resolution on John Turturro. And Christopher Walken's relationship, spoilers, they have a little bit of a sort of a thing, an office romance at least. In some sense, of, in the sense of Severance, a literal office romance only. Um, and if you don't know the concept of Severance, basically you, you go to work and your brain shifts into another persona that is completely severed from your normal day-to-day um, at-home persona. So it's kind of an extension of, you know, you know, leave your work at work kind of deal but medically induced. So think like eternal sunshine of spotless mind, you know, kind of technology to like, you know, hide things or just make things disappear. And that's kind of what you're at. Uh, Adam Scott, delightful, such a great, uh, he's the lead and just kills it. And Oh my God, what's her, Oh, what's his bosses. Um, oh, she was in, um, oh, I can't think of it. Uh, psychic. Uh, what was that show? No, not psychic. Anyway, I'll, I'll figure it out later. It's fine. Uh, but go watch it. If you have Apple TV, especially just, just, just go down those eight episodes, eight hour long. It's a great, uh, has anybody here watched? I don't think anyone else watched it here. Right. I, I don't no, have Apple yet. TV plus I'm, I'm waiting for somebody else to get that and share their password with me. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's, it's, it's a pain. They've made it real hard to share. Otherwise I would have probably, you know, helped you all figure that out at <laughs> least for that and Ted Lasso. But yeah, certainly love, love, love this show excited it's coming back very nice very nice yeah i haven't gotten around to it, but i have heard some other people um in my orbit reference it and have enjoyed it as well so i once i finish these you know once i finish mainlining 40 odd seasons of a, of a reality show at a time <laughs> I'll, I'll try to get to uh some of these other shows as well um i am up next correct i believe so 
All right. So my next one, uh, I kind of went in reverse order, like as I'm building myself up to the things that I'm most excited for for the year. Um, being in, in BJ's orbit of the MCU, Secret Invasion is something that I am definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to on the Disney Plus side of the MCU. Um, I will give a special shout out or a special mention to Agatha, Coven of Chaos, and X-Men 97. Those are probably two things that I'm looking forward to a, a tiny bit more than Secret Invasion. But with them having like winter, fall, winter 2023 question mark uh, dates, I don't know if they're going to be out this year. I feel like they're going to end up getting pushed back to 2024. Um, but Secret Invasion is, as of right now, on track to be released in 2023 uh, with Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury at the center of uh, the Skrull uh, invasion. It's based off of a comic of the same name or a comic series of the same name. And um, we have gotten tastes of the Skrulls being here on Earth in certain, like at the end of WandaVision um, and in, in a couple of other... Of uh, far, pro- far From Home. Far From Home. Um, uh, yeah, so we, we're, we're seeing it from... We're seeing it in all these different aspects in little tiny bits and pieces. So to see it kind of all come to a head and see what they're going to do with this because this is one of the... This is, I think, the first time that we're really seeing the Skrulls in a Marvel property being painted in a positive light. Um, the Kree and the Skrull... Like the Kree a little bit more tend to be a little less... Uh, crazy in the human realm, but the scrolls tend to usually be a bit more adversarial. So to see them really being being a a hand in hand a, a problem, yeah, yeah, they're usually <laughs> a problem. But to see them in the MCU being a bit more of a uh, an ally is very interesting. So I'm curious to see if that will continue past this, or if this may be kind of the the impetus to seeing the scrolls more like their comic book counterparts in being uh, an adversary for the the heroes of earth so i i'm super stoked for it. um secret invasion secret wars like a lot of secret stuff coming up in the marvel universe so i'm i'm super stoked to uh, see what secret invasion has in store for us on disney plus and uh and how that's gonna gonna work out so that's my my Number two, as I climb my way up to my list of uh, of things that I'm excited for. Eric, what is your final pick of what you're excited for in 2023? So my final pick is going to be Ted Lasso season three, um, which this should round out um, the show. I know when it started, they created it to be a three season show. Um, so I know a lot of fans will be sad about that because this has really become, I mean, a big show for a lot of people and the topics that they're discussing as far as a lot of the mental health aspects, um, as well as combating toxic masculinity, um, so yeah, and getting people at least a little bit interested in football, um, as it's known outside of the U.S. Football. <laughs> <laughs> um, football is life. Um, yeah, 
Uh, I love it. Just makes me happy, and I just love Jason Sudeikis, and he's just great. If you haven't watched the first two seasons, like again, this is the Apple TV problem. Get borrow, do whatever you got to do because that show is brilliant. I told Pat about it like a long time ago, and it's his. It's the guy who did Scrubs, uh, collaborating with with Sudeikis, and uh, I don't remember the actor Eric. Who's the actor that plays Coach Beard? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know his name. There, he's the writing partner as well. And honestly, Coach Beard is one of the unsung heroes of that show. Yeah. <laughs> his episode that he gets this crazy, weird adventure throughout London. Oh my god, epic! But uh, but yeah, if you like if you like Scrubs and uh, Cougar Town and all the David Lawrence stuff, it's got a lot of that DNA. Bill. And it's Bill Lawrence. Bill Sorry, yeah, Bill Lawrence. Um, it, it's got. And he's got a new, he's got another show coming a new out. New show soon. It's coming out. Uh, Shrinking, I think it's called, with uh, Jason Siegel and, and uh, Krista Miller. Ford. Yep. Yeah. It, and Krista yeah, Miller. Like, yep. Oh, his wasn't that his wife or is that? Yes. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. From um from uh from Cougar Town. Yeah. I, I, from I, Scrubs I, from Cougar Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually kind of shocked she hasn't shown up in um the in Drew Carey show. That's a, that's I think where I first saw her was uh yeah that's where I first saw her. She was on the Drew Carey show and then. Then I think she moved over to Scrubs shortly after that and then just took off as in her world. But yes. Yeah, I've seen the the Instagram like or social media like commercials for it. I actually completely forgot about that. So I'm I'm excited to see that as well. But yeah, I just uh it's just so good. I mean that show is just And Brendan Hunt is the actor who plays Coach Beer. Oh. Yes. And if Eric, have you gone back and watched the shorts that inspired the Um I've seen them. Oh yes. They're pretty yeah. good too on their own. But they did this back like what, ten years ago or however long ago, maybe not mm-hmm. ten. Um for ESPN. ESPN. No, NBC, ESPN. Yeah. And uh it, it, the character is a little different, but you, you see like what the idea of it is and uh, it, it's it's kinda it's kinda great. So yeah, the Ted Lasso is just uh, such a great show. So sad it's ending. <laughs> Sorry, I I can't hear Bill Lawrence and then hear ESPN without <laughs> automatically thinking about the Scrubs episode My Na Na Na, where um, uh, Turk wants some like some alone time from JD to like watch Sports Center and all that, and he he starts doing like he starts trying to do the from Sports Center, but he but he but he's like but he does it is like Na Na Na. Na na na, or like he does it wrong, and then he's like, at one point he goes, "Sports Center, the place for sports." <laughs> I, it's one of those things that Scrubs and that just a, transitions my mind to the Garfunkel note song, "Sports, <laughs> sports go, sports." Go sports. <laughs> <laughs> Which came out because so fond of booze. Uh, we were talking about uh, about Garfunkel notes, and uh, I think it was a question in. Uh, in one of the, the the rounds at game night, and I told her about yeah, because the... uh, Ricky Lindholm's in Wednesday, so I'm sure ah. that was probably what the yep. question was about. <laughs> I think no, I think it was actually I think it was actually Garfunkel and Oates like was the answer. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh my god, have you ever seen the the shot for shot recreation? Uh, <laughs> oh no no no, it wasn't about Garfunkel notes. I'm sorry, it was about Hot Sunday. The, the girl group from Saved by the Bell that Zach created yeah that that did uh, that did their song and the Garfunkel and Oates did the shot for shot recreation of um, which has been scrubbed from the the internet you cannot find it anywhere online uh, and then I realized I think it's from the first episode of their show that was on IFC 
which I have the DVDs for. So I need to, <laughs> I need to, I need to go back and watch that because it's amazing. But anywho, Ted Lasso season three, final season, Apple TV. Um, I'm, I, I will, I'm going to have to go and, and watch that. Maybe I'll just binge the whole series in a, in a three season, in a three season binge later this year. Um, all right. Well, let's keep this a roll in. Brian, what is your final uh, pick for looking forward to in 2023? Oh, so um, I'm excited. This is very a personal, like, you know, just just uh, unless you're in the Seattle area or you're seeing them uh, elsewhere. Uh, Tuvalu, a.k.a. Tovlo, if you uh, just read it the way you expect it to sound. Uh, Tuvalu. Tuvalu is a Swedish uh, electronic slash kind of pop rock, whatever artist. And, and they've been performing for a long time. Um, and they've had little breakthrough hits here and there. I'm sure we've talked maybe in the past, but uh, her new album, uh, Dirty Femme is out and it is being toured. And I have heard some amazing things about her. She is an amazing like live performer from what everybody has uh, told me and what videos I've seen. So I get to see her here in Seattle coming up in like a month uh not even uh yeah yeah sometime later this month so anyway i'm very excited uh for that in 2023 it'll be the first concert i well i i realized very late that i'm going to a show tonight and forgot until i just checked something by a random happenstance so it'll be my second show of 2023 which is kind of odd because i had not been to very many shows well a lot of us hadn't been to very many shows before last year so uh yeah i'm excited to see her live now, if we're talking bodies, yep. Sorry. Thanks to uh, Kylie Sonique uh, that I even knew about that song. And, <laughs> I mean, at that uh, point, just say her last name. <laughs> we got two thirds of the way through her name. Love Kylie really Sonique. Love. Um, who I didn't realize. Everybody say love. Col- I didn't realize she's Sasha Colby's roommate. That was like what they they yeah. From the oh, you mean winner of season fifteen of Drag Race, Sasha Colby? Gosh, yeah, she's she's pretty great. <laughs> so far and now, that, well. Yeah. Your favorite drag queen's drag queen. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Your favorite drag queen's favorite drag queen. Yeah. Sasha oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's been good so far. Uh, but oh, yeah. my God. Her talent number. Goddamn. Not her. Not her showing you how to do a lip sync. That's not just a prance around the stage lip sync. It reminded me of Vanessa Van Cartier. That's the difference between pageant, pageant girls doing talent and like just regular queens doing talent like there is a purpose and a meaning behind the performance fucking live live for it's it art it's art it's not just performance and if you yeah. if you i mean after like 14 hours of of the premiere um if you watched untucked she talked <laughs> about how like she works through her trauma in her performances and like her her father uh was dealing with alzheimer's and like so mm-hmm. that's what the the this, that's what she was working through like this Oh, immense wow. amount of trauma from all of that like yeah it, it's insane but yeah and I'm, I'm sure some of the younger queens heads kind of exploded like that's what we're supposed to be thinking about <laughs> not, just, not just i like ariana so i'm gonna do break free <laughs> uh and it's break free remember break you gotta break free that's how ariana says it you gotta yes the ariana's uh the ariana, ariana grande school of diction break free <laughs> anywho uh bj what is your final pick for uh what you're excited for in 2023 uh so my final pick will be the marvels uh 
that is supposed to drop July, I believe July 23rd, 2023. Yep. 7-23-23? Exactly. Actually, yeah, that that works perfect. Um, I'm just, part of me is more excited about this because it kind of feels like they're not just doing a uh, Captain Marvel uh, sequel they're doing it kind of feels like either a combination of the Carol core or um a a, a q uh, was a a, a force um because you've got you're gonna have spectrum I hope she they they have that as her code name code name um uh, and then the, you've got uh, miss Marvel as well so you've got Kamala Monica and Carol all like in this movie and uh, uh, the only synopsis They've been very tight-lipped about it, and I'm, I'm very excited about that just because uh, it just seems like you're going to have friction between Carol and Monica, and then you're going to have Kamala in there being fucking Peter Parker, like, like I love this so much, and they're both going to be like, we can't let you die. Um, <laughs> so that's 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 what I'm 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 very excited about, and then the director is uh, Nia DaCosta, who. Um, she wrote um, the uh, the newer version of Candyman was her most recent thing. Yeah, that's right. And then she was a production associate in 2013 for a little TV series called Kesha, My Crazy Beautiful Life. Um, wow. From yes. like 2010, 2011? Uh, tw- uh, 2013. 2013. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, which was yeah. playing on, which they played on like a loop on the uh the kesha cruise (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so she was she was a production associate on that project and it seems like this is her first directorial uh debut so i'm uh i'm very excited um usually honestly marvel the mcu disney whoever they've had a really good uh run lately with their directors um especially newer younger ones uh so i'm i'm really 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 excited uh for this project because especially if it becomes something like a force because a force i loved that comic and it got such a short run and i really wish they would bring it back in some way shape or form but uh but yeah i'm i'm yeah, but over this the isn't... moon this isn't a force enough though. No, there's, there's not a lot. So it feels, it feels actually like it's going to be the, the Carol core. Yeah. She, I could definitely feels, see that. It feels like Carol core, but I think with the, with the, with the uh, inclusion of, uh, with the inclusion of Kamala, it's gonna, it's, I, like I said, it's going to feel, it's going to have a little bit of that sprinkling of, you're going to have these two military superheroes effectively. And then you're going to have this local superhero. That's going to be like, this is the best thing. This is the best moment of my life. Uh, and the, and like I said, they're just going to be like, we have to get you home and keep you from dying. Um, that, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm very interested in seeing how it runs. And I think they made a really good choice doing like all of the Marvel titled characters together in one movie than just having a Captain Marvel sequel. So I'm, I really think they made a really good choice with just the setup for this. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, definitely agreement there. All right. Final topic. Uh, it's been a lovely conversation. There's a lot of great stuff to be excited for, uh, to kind of spin off of what Brian had mentioned. Uh, 2022, I probably went to the most concerts I have in a long time. 
Um, I got to see concerts in smaller venues like Man on Man. Um, I got to see Fletcher uh, at a Lala after show and over at the uh, the Riviera. Saw Carly Rae Jepsen at um, the Aragon. I went and saw Michelle Branch. Um, and then I, even in the probably the smallest of the, the locations, I saw Sophie B. Hawkins at Space in Evanston here in um, in the Chicago area. So I'm excited. The thing I am probably the most excited for in 2023 is concerts, going to more concerts. As of right now, um, probably the top of the list is the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Like that's probably, that will probably be the biggest concert I go to of the year. Um, we're going to be up in the nosebleeds, but we have tickets. We're going to see her here in Chicago at Soldier Field. I'm um, going with my friends Dan and James and... I'm super stoked for that. But in addition, I'm uh, going to see Darren Hayes in New York in April because I got tickets for the for that for my birthday um, before he announced the show here in Chicago at the House of Blues. I was like, damn it, now I have to go travel to another state to go see, uh, to see Darren Hayes. Um, but then there's also a little part of me that's like, hey, when I have a couple of extra bucks, why not pick up a second ticket and go see him uh, again in Chicago? He... He doesn't tour often, and I've never seen him live, and this would be a good way to get to experience all the Savage Garden hits as well as his solo hits and uh, some of his new music. I'm going to see Our Lady Peace here in Chicago for their spiritual um, The Wonderful Future Part 2 tour uh, that was in support of their Spiritual Machines 2 album. Um, And uh, I'm going to take my first trip ever to San Diego. uh, Not to San Diego, I'm sorry, to San Francisco. So I'm going to get to San Diego at some point and see Matthew, but uh, I'm going to be going to San Fran in October. uh, And on BJ's birthday, I will be seeing Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service doing their albums Transatlanticism and give up in full front to back in uh, in celebration of 20 years of, of Transatlanticism and give up. So I've got all of that already lined up. Um, Vanessa Carlton is playing the city winery here in Chicago. I want to go see her. Like there are so many concerts. I I love living in a town again, where there are all of these venues, large and small. I think Sophie B. Hawkins is actually even coming back in the spring uh, to, to space in Evanston. And I'm like, you know what? She was a complete whack job. And I love that show, but I may go back and see her again. Like literally (laughs) just insane. And in the best possible way, um, but there's all of these different shows that pop up and and stuff gets added all the time. And uh, I, I'm, I'm super stoked for it. I love music and um, getting to see these these shows at all of these different types of venues is probably one of my favorite things about Chicago. So I'm super stoked about that. Um, and there that's 20, 20 amazing things that are coming up in the year of 2023. Drop us a line. Drop us a comment. Tell us what you're looking forward to from a pop culture standpoint. If you're going to be seeing any of these things or, or taking part in any of these uh, these events, let us know. If you're in our neighborhoods, let us know. We would love to meet up with you. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to another great year of podcasts with all of you. Uh, BJ is going to have some stuff with his B team. Um, I, I'm going to look to start up. I've, I've mentioned this before, but a music uh, sub podcast. Uh, more drag as the new spandex will be coming your way, I'm sure. And um, yeah, thank you all for joining me on this 
first episode. We are super stoked to continue doing this. And uh, until next time, y'all. Bye, bitches. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.